What's going on, travelers? Welcome back to the 47th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton. With me is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? It feels, it's been a long time because I, I mean, like, it's been a little over a week, but we recorded our last episode on a Thursday and now we're recording it the night before it's supposed to go live. So it just mm-hmm. feels a lot longer. So how have you been? Been good. Been playing so much Destiny and then along with Genshin, like, uh, it's just going to be a crazy, like, month. And I guess with Hogwarts Legacy, it's really been like a crazy two months gaming wise, you know? Mm-hmm. Fitting yeah. all that stuff in your schedule because I'm really trying to go hard on Destiny. And it's a lot of fun, not going to lie. Um, but then I also have a new mobile game I'm playing, um, Street Fighter Duel. Really good, by the way. Anyone wants to check it out, play it. It's uh, it, like it's very much like AFK Arena, which is a huge game. Very generous with its uh, um, currencies, free-to-play friendly, and just a lot of fun. Incredibly well-made game. Um, but then also... We have Diablo beta coming out pretty soon as well. Um, I think it starts on the 17th if you pre-order and for the closed beta. And then there's another one at the end of the month for open beta. So, mm. so much. So much stuff. Yeah. And then uh, what comes out? It's uh, Jedi Survivor comes out. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. And I have to play it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Jeez. there's that. And then the month after that, I'm pretty sure it's my, it's in May. I mm-hmm. think it's like a week after my birthday. It's the new Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh well, yeah. I mean that's a given. We gotta play. Yeah. Oh, so. Man, I'm so hype. That's only can uh, finish Hogwarts Legacy. You still haven't? No. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe people might hate me for this. I have no idea. But and I actually I might have even mentioned this before, but incredible game honestly loved it so much of it still have the issues with the voice acting uh, but the story started off really strong but it honestly got pretty boring later on um i don't know if i was alone in that maybe i'm weird you know but for me i i just became less and less interested in the story and just more interested in doing a whole bunch of crazy spells and Going out, having fun, and finding as many people to destroy as I possibly could. No, but, I think uh, a lot of people probably feel the same way. I, for mm-hmm. one, just get so distracted and mm-hmm. so into the little tidbits of side mm-hmm. stories and whatnot that it does not that I it makes me think that the story's boring because I think the story is interesting. I'm like kind of wondering if we're going to see another person like one of the main story characters and I forget her name. Mm. Um, but it's the girl that like is kind of like us. Right. I'm wondering, like, don't spoil me, but I'm wondering like, Oh, am I going to fight her? Like, is she going to be the villain? Like, so I'm wondering about that. Um, but a lot of the side stories to me are just so interesting that I, I'm, I keep putting off the main story Mm -hmm. because those stories are way better. Like talk to me. (laughs) Like, especially Sebastian Salo's story. Yeah. I like mean, that whole thing is just so good. It is, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like these the stories in here are a little too, 
how should I say? <laughs> Simple, like there's no shades of gray in any of them. Like, uh, how should I, or actually, how should I put this? There's no, and I, I guess maybe this is just part of the problem. Everyone is so black and white on everything. So it makes it very mm-hmm. annoying whenever, like, there are the characters like Sebastian who have to make certain choices that, you know, don't typically line up well. And then I'm like, okay, guys, like, can we understand, like, the fine points of the story? Though? Like, it's ridiculous for anyone to just, like, look at something so black and white and i still don't understand this is what this is what the problem is i guess for me because it leads me off into a whole nother issue but like i just don't understand like for some of these spells that they use like the un- the unforgivable curses right first of all some people in the ministry of magic use the spells right where do you know they use the imperial curse all the time so there's that but then also like if i can make someone catch on fire right like and burn them to death like that has to be just as bad as some of these other spells so i just i just think that it's ridiculous that he's getting in like how should i say i think that it's ridiculous that i mean some of the stuff they did as it escalated right i mean like that was way too much but like i remember originally whenever he i shouldn't spoil things but I mean, at this point, you can just go ahead and say it because I know, I think I know what part it is. Well, maybe I should just say it. It's okay. Yeah, go ahead. It's what it's in his, it happens in his town, right? In mm-hmm. Feldcroft. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you. I uh, think that, yeah, it to an extent, right? Because he, he, he could have stopped as soon as he casted it, but he went a step further. But I mean, like, look what was happening. I I'm I agree with that. I agree with you there. But I think there's like you could use it and mm-hmm. not go so far and still probably kind of like achieve like the same thing. Yeah, but it, it's just the hypocrisy of oh, you can't use that spell, but you can light someone on fire and watch them burn alive. Like that's fine. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's just those kinds of things. So it, there's there's just no room for any ambiguity like um and that part it just kind of frustrates me i guess um so yeah and then the story itself like i just feel like it's it just got a little too like i don't know it, it seemed really cool and like full of mystery oh, it starts at the off strong when you're just like in the carriage and then boom you have a dragon exactly. eat somebody and then it just never was able to escalate well enough i think so it is what it is. I think that they would have done a much better job as a show than, uh, like, this particular storyline would have done a much better job as a show than a drawn-out game, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, either way, I I still like it. I'm going to finish it. It's just... Oh, yeah. I, I just get so distracted. That. Still an amazing game. Yep. What about Genshin? How about Genshin? Yeah, that's right. This is a Genshin Impact podcast, by the way. People. Yeah. People wouldn't um, know that. <laughs> But um, for Genshin, so, I mean, this week we had some crazy stuff happen, so I know we're going to get into it, so I won't get into it now, but um, been having a, a really good time with that, fitting that in. Um, I got to say, this was one of my, uh, like, I guess my favorite updates, at least in a bit. Like, we what? got... Yeah, I think so. I think we really disagree on this on the Windbloom Festival scenario. But 
for me, like before this, you know, the, the whole situation with the, you know, I don't want to ruin anything, but the, you know, the main quest that we had right before this, right? Sure. Like the first part mm-hmm. of the update. I yep. really enjoyed that one. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was interesting um, how they did it, you know? Yep. And then I, it follows up with this and I'm like, I don't know, this is, this is a great update. I feel like. So, uh, so you're saying like the, the magnitude of the, co- of like the, of the story dialogue content that you're getting is good. Yes. It's killing me not to say things right now, but I like, I, we have to give people proper notice for the, the sure, spoilers sure. and whatnot. We'll probably so, yeah. talk about the story, the Archon stuff next week. I feel like that's like pretty, like if you didn't do it in, in three weeks, like there's, like, that's you on you. got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you listening to a podcast about it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think like, I think the update was good. I did like that. We didn't get some cheesy combat stuff with Windbloom. I like that. Right. It was, you know, or, I mean, we we're getting that literally this week, but as part of Windbloom, it was pretty lighthearted events that, um, were just really easy to complete and made me feel like I wasn't playing Genshin, even though I was playing a game like, yeah that i love so well i think i think also um like the thing is is just i like like the overall narrative right i it can get frustrating sometimes whenever we go off on these little side things that i don't care about quite as much Mm -hmm. and this both of these things that we did both of these quests that we did tied into the overall narrative a lot more so i think that's why i more thoroughly enjoyed it as far as the the gameplay like you know the um a little mini games that we got to play and stuff like that very you know ordinary i would say but um yeah it's just the the narrative parts of it were very good and i just wasn't expecting much to begin with with wind bloom and so it, it really gave me a lot more than i was expecting yeah i yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean basically we're going to be covering wind bloom in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some news, though, but before we get into that, we do have a review reading. Um, it's a five-star review off Apple Podcast. Uh, they did not request a uh, a character's voice for us to do, so we were saved this week. But next, we week we, next week, we're flipping coins. Our dignity is intact for a week. <laughs> <laughs> the title of this review is Great Driving Slash Cleaning Podcast. Uh, this is by Daytane. I understand Day-tane. that. I, yeah, I, I understand that for sure. That's when you listen oh, to yeah. your podcasts. Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the cleaning part. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I started listening to The Resonance around episode three or four and have been listening to most episodes since. Missing one here and there. I mostly listen in the background while doing something else. The hosts do a great job of summarizing recent news and giving thoughts on current banners, events, storylines, etc., Few episodes have been a bit boring, usually when there is a lot of news, leaving little time for discussion and commentary. Most people seeking out a Genshin podcast follow news and live streams, so I would love to see a more condensed version of the news section. And for you two, along with guests, to have more time for discussion, especially lore, speculation for future characters and such. Yeah, you're getting that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, those moments are always my favorite in the podcast, especially when guests are involved. The production value is great for a podcast with just two guys, no sponsors, and recorded quite literally in a closet. 
can only th- that's that's my half. Yeah. <laughs> I can only think of one time the quality suffered, and it was early on, and was more of an issue with a guest mic rather than the host. Yeah, that that was not. Yeah, I, know, uh, I know which one. That was out of my hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I did my best. I there was very little I could do with that. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad you at least noticed that. I mean, we have had some like quality hiccups, but. Yeah, Most they come they come around here and there, but it, it's not a reflection of the overall, you know, podcast. Yeah. So, so very lovely review. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, and trust me, we, we feel the boring parts too. Whenever it's a super heavy news week, we 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 feel it. So yeah, I'm and alone. like he did say he's he was started with like episode three and four, and I think still then I was reading all of the. Uh, like the bug fixes. I remember when you were doing that. And bug fixes. like now looking like, and I remember bringing you onto the show. Yeah. And you were just like, yeah, you might want to cut that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm thinking, I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> I'm the guy that's trying to save you time, bro. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he trying to tell me what to do? And then, and then I'm like, I then I stopped doing it. And I was just like, like, wow, oh, this, this show is just like so much better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was mostly because I didn't have Pharaoh at the time mm-hmm. and I had to vape for time. Otherwise, the episode literally would have been like 15, I mean, 20 minutes. It's no minutes. easy task holding the podcast on your own, though. So, I mean, hats off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I could have maybe filled it in with like lore and stuff, but when I started the show, I didn't know. I knew way less than I know now, and I don't yeah, even know you a whole in lot. That deep, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, thank you for the review. If you guys want to leave us a review, you can head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review; it doesn't have to be five stars, but five stars are appreciated. Uh, you can let us know if you want us to read it in the character's voice of your choosing, and we will do so uh, for your entertainment. Okay. Other than that, we are on Twitter at HoyoCast. Uh, still tweeting out daily, pretty much. And mm-hmm. we are also in Discord. That's where our the majority of our community is. Discord.me forward slash The Resonance. You can uh, come in there. We're all learning Japanese now. I added a Japanese learning channel because I'm studying Japanese. Um, so that's there. I don't know if anybody's interested in that, but we do more than Genshin in there. So I can't believe you're... Are, are you going to actually plan on utilizing it with a trip to Japan as well? Yes. Dang. Yeah, I like... And not... I won't... Not anytime soon, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I do want to go, and uh, I I'd be lying if I said that I didn't that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Like what made me want to go was anime and manga, which is mm-hmm. just like pro- like really cringy, honestly. At least to me, it's like oh, you can go to Japan because you like anime, and then I'm uh, just like, I want to go to Japan because <laughs> I love anime. <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? Right, right, right. <laughs> But like to, but then honestly, it became more about like the culture, mm-hmm. and I I'm more interested in going to like more rural parts of Japan than going mm-hmm. to like Tokyo. Like I obviously I'm gonna go to right. Tokyo, but I'm I gotta w- say I'm thinking we turn this into a group trip, we turn this into a podcast trip because I, my wife and I have been dying to go to Japan at some point, and you know Dude. what. We're going to be seeing, I mean, but we're going to the manga anime shops. Let me tell you what. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, and then cherry blossom. I'm there for the cherry blossoms, the anime, and the food. Oh, so you want to go in spring? Well, I mean, I'd go whenever, but yeah, I would like to go probably in spring. Okay. I'm going to link you a video mm-hmm. 
because I watched this video of, of this guy. He he went with his, I think his wife. I don't know. But um, very well done video. And mm-hmm. he basically smashed a 14, like a very tight schedule of a 14-day itinerary in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he hit like Kyoto. He hit Tokyo. Um, I can't remember the other names of the cities that he went that were more rural, but a lot of like Buddhist um, temples. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stayed in temples. They like stayed in a temple where they had their own onsen. Like it was very beautiful. And they went in the fall, which dude, the fo- foliage in Japan in the fall is is Amazing. wild. Yeah, um, and. The temperature is pretty moderate in the fall. So, like, you know, I remember they were in, like, T-shirts and, like, pants. And then there were times mm-hmm. where they were in, like, hoodies and, like, jackets. So yeah. you get a pretty good mix. But, like, the the video was really good. And then he basically touched on a bunch of different things that you could do in each area. Some things, if you if you don't go to all of the areas... He gave you like extra things you can check out in each area. And then at the end of it, which I didn't know this, but um he gave a budget at the end of it and it was only like for 14 days, it was like less than 5 grand for both of them. Yeah, I've seen that, especially like right now, I think. Um, and I think it's just cuz the yen is like really low. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, I mean, but yeah, because I remember he said, and then I watched another video of this guy who honestly I didn't like, but he went inside a hotel and asked how much it was for a night just mm-hmm. to see how much it was. And it was like 15 bucks a night. Could you imagine staying? That is crazy. Could you imagine staying in a hotel for $15 in the States? Like, hell no. It's like over 100 Not in a place where I wouldn't simultaneously fear for my safety. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, but, all right, well, dang. I mean, this is, like, in the future. Like, I need a house first. Yeah. So. I feel but, you. Yeah. But that well, gives me plenty of time to learn Japanese. Well, we're going to Japan, then. It's official. Okay. Oh. Is it official? Oh, you're using my own joke against me? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, uh it's very fitting for the event that we're talking about in True. the second half. Um but I'll let my wife know that. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to Japan with okay. Pharaoh and his wife. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> wow, we're really milking this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to the news. Uh we have a new widget style that's available. Um it's like a little square, you just add it to your home screen of your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Dea, Nahida, and Nilu on it. Very good looking. Um, and if you go on to Hoyo Lab, you can basically check that out. But it shows like how much Realm currency you have, which is great, I think, because I always forget about that. Yeah. Um, it shows your resin, the day of the week. You can it has a little search bar. You can search stuff on Hoyo Lab right from the widget, and then it'll pull up the Hoyo Lab app. Um, then they have a nice check-in button, which I think they already have right now. Um, and the highlight of this is the wallpaper gallery that they've provided for both small and medium widgets. So you can choose your own background now, which before it kind of just like cycled through right. a bunch of different ones. But if you want like Wanderer, Tignari, Zhongli, Yula, if you're weird, I guess you can choose that. <laughs> um, 
If you're uh, a psychopath, yeah, so. yeah you can choose that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of different ones. Some of them are, like, really cute. Some of them are literally, like, uh, splash art, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. looks really cool. We have the new TCG heated battle mode that's coming. Uh, this is an event. It starts. It, it is actually starting like as soon as this episode drops. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the event rewards are the lucky coins, which you are gonna want to take part in, especially if you're like a collector, you're a completionist, you want to collect all the card backs, all the skins for all the cards, like I am. Uh, you're gonna want to do this because. You're very limited once you do all the overworld battles and all of the invite battles. You don't get rewards anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you're only limited to the 1,500 coins that you get from the four weekly challenges. So you're, what is that, 6,000 coins? And the mm-hmm. character skins are 4,000 each. So that's like one character skin a week. Uh, it's not a whole lot. So if you want to take advantage of getting as many lucky coins as you can, you're going to want to do this event. Uh, you need to be adventuring 32 or above. You need to complete the prologue Act 3 Song of the Dragon and Freedom and complete the Battlefield of Dice, Cats, and Cards. That's just the intro quest for uh, unlocking the TCG. In this event, the first action card played each round will cost two fewer dice. The first skill or equipped talent for every character each round will cost one fewer die. And uh, you can invite teammates or participate in duels via matchmaking after reaching player level four. So I guess I'm not really sure. They don't really say if the PVP in this event is going to give you the lucky coins or if you're just going to do battles like you normally would with like any other NPC in the event. I would think that, right? Because they've said Uh, time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. They said time and time again that they weren't going to give rewards for PvP. So, mm-hmm. um, I didn't do the first one, which it wasn't even like an event; it was just like a mode. Right. This is an actual event, apparently. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. It it's a nice spin, I guess. But yeah, uh, I'm curious to give it a shot. Okay. Well, we'll have to give our thoughts on it when we do. Mm-hmm. We have Paimon's paintings. This is. Uh, number 22, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, new set of emojis. We have Dea. We have Mika. Venti, holding up a alcoholic drink. We have some Sino. We have Tignari. Sucrose and Kali. Pretty good. Yeah, you guys not are bad. In that. Yep. And then last but not least, we have the Vibro Crystal Verification Event. This is a probably... Slightly improved version of what we had, geez, when we first got to the chasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventure rank, 28 or above. Complete the Archon quest, Rite of Parting. That's Leeway's intro quest, I'm pretty sure. During the first six days of the event, one new challenge will be unlocked each day. You're going to use transmitter crystals and receiver crystals to obtain buffs, basically. Um, and they will increase their effects, depending on how many you put in. And then you'll get points, and then you will get rewards such as Prima Gems, Heroes Wit, Weapon Ascension Materials, Mystic Enhancement, or and Mora. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, this is that like cheesy combat event that we were yeah, glad exactly. we didn't get in Windbloom, but now we're getting it out. Yep, exactly. Which is fine, whatever. Um, more Primos for me to spend on Shenha. That's the way to look at it. Yep. <laughs> um, I can't remember who the guy is i don't know if he came from fontaine or not 
but yeah, he's either from Font. I think he's from Fontaine. I think so. The guy yeah. studying this, but I could be wrong. Um, but this event reminds me because we haven't had this in a in a hot minute. Is we haven't had the uh, the present event, the marvelous merchandise guy from Fontaine in a while. Really, that's got to like be was soon. There not too long ago, no. Couple months, but that's a while because it's like every couple months that they do it. It's got to be coming up soon. Hmm. For some reason, I feel like it was fairly recent, but I guess not. Maybe. Weird. Um, that's it for the news. Not a whole lot. Uh, let's see. We're on the second week of the month, so probably, I don't know, maybe a live stream program soon. Yeah. Which think... seems like super early, too. Yeah, this doesn't seem, this seems like way too quick if they do it too soon. I'm going to guess another, like, Week two. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we still even have, like, eight or nine days of day as banner still, and then we have yeah. all of the second phase. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, we have, um, we're going to be talking about the Windbloom Festival event uh, story, the dialogue. We're not really going to touch on the events because we already kind of did that last week. Um, and to be honest, not much to them. Yep. Uh, the more interesting part is the story, which we're going to kind of geek out over a little bit, and then, uh, and then we'll wrap up the show. So we'll be right back. are back from our break uh i guess we can kind of like break this up a little bit right because obviously the the last half is going to be mostly about the end the right. scene uh and all that so let's start with like our the interactions we get firsthand you want to start um well i mean uh, for me like my favorite part was just kind of seeing everyone get together mm-hmm. like i think that was like a, a big deal for me everyone from sumeru coming over I really like the interaction between uh, Tignari and um, Sino. I yeah. thought that they had a like a really cool dynamic, seeing them interact a good bit. So yeah, all in all, and, and having uh, Kali come back into Mondstadt was like a, a lot of fun. I feel like as well. It didn't <clears throat> didn't hit quite as much as I thought it would have, but yeah, it was um, it was still pretty interesting. I, I liked it. Yeah, I felt the same way. I think. You see a less serious side of Tignari and mm-hmm. a less serious side of Sino. Yeah, you just got to, you literally just saw them relax. Like it was like, ah, oh, yeah. this is much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird at first too. Uh, I think Tignari was pretty much the same though. Maybe a little bit more relaxed, but not as much. Yeah, like, I think maybe it was more Sino. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sino the whole time like downplaying that he was there for Kali. Yeah. <laughs> and like trying to role play him being an adventurer. He yeah. actually came to like get a a TCG, a custom TCG card back. Yeah. <laughs> done by an artist. Uh wh- who did he go by? 
Um, uh, I don't remember wh- the name. Oh, what was his name? Um, it's gonna bother me. Dang it. I can't remember. Anyway, it's Albedo's name when Albedo was doing the paintings for the Iridori Festival in Inazuma. Yeah. Um, but Sino didn't know that it was Albedo, and once Sino mentioned him, Albedo was already there, and then Albedo was just kind of like, well, that's me. Yep. And and Sino started, like, geeking out a little geeking bit. Out. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was a lot to like here at the beginning. Like, I, I really enjoyed everyone kind of getting together. Yeah. And I did not see us getting the card back. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it either, actually. Oh, and I set that up. It's, it's a nice card back. Oh, yeah. It looks good. Yep. Uh, who else? Uh, I mean, I guess. So let's talk a little bit about. Kali, right? Because mm-hmm. I've kind of felt the same way. I mm-hmm. got really giddy when Kali saw Amber, but I didn't right. get the the interactions that I thought I would. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then she ended up spending a lot more time with Sucrose, which I was kind of mad at at the beginning, and then I kind of grew on me towards the end. So for me, it was the opposite. I was getting more and more annoyed as time went on, especially since <laughs> it, it probably doesn't help also that I think Sucrose is like the most basic, boring character there is also like, ugh, I, I really am just not a fan of Sucrose. So, um, yeah, seeing all of that attention between the two of them, I don't know. I just like I'm, I'm all for her, you know, meeting new friends and everything like that. And um but I don't know. I just thought that there was going to be a way bigger reunion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time, Kali's like super nervous about being near Amber's friends. And it's like, Amber's like your best friend. Like, just go over. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, I weird. it was just odd. Yeah. Overall, I think it was just like an odd story for it. So, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they did mention, though little bits and pieces of Kali's experience when she first came to Mondstadt. Mm-hmm. Like they mentioned that she d- wasn't doing too good. Her past was very, like very devastating for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have a good childhood. They, they added that a lot into without giving anything away from the manga, but yeah, it was a nice like ode to it. Yeah. I think it was definitely nice seeing like the manga knowledge pay off there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I, I always think it's interesting whenever they uh, do that, you know, really utilize the manga as a delivery method and show it kind of pay off in the actual game. Yep. Uh, what else did we get? We had, uh, so, I mean, basically, we, the story starts off with the prophecy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Who who gets the prophecy? Is it Kali? Kali yeah, gets the prophecy, but we're so, helping yeah. her? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sucrose is trying to catch the joy of someone's breath in a in a vial, and I'm just like, yep. what? Like the weirdest thing ever. And I get it. Like Sucrose. she's an alchemist. Yeah, I was like playing that, and I was just like looking around. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay, Sucrose, you yeah. you catch you someone's breath. Yeah, you do you, Sucrose. Yeah, breathe into my tubes. That's what she kept saying. And I'm just like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, But I did like that you got, you know, a lighter side. You know, they go around and talk to every single NPC that's from Onstat for the most part. Um, no Deluke, though. 
We didn't see Luke. Oh, you're right. But yeah. you know what? They they reserve the big guns for the big stories. That's why. True. Yep. That's right. You think we're getting like a Dark Knight event? God, I wish. I mean, hopefully it's something better than that five-star skin event. Oh, yeah. Got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty demoralizing when I saw it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So basically, we're trying to find out who wrote this prophecy. We're trying to solve it. There were four questions. And we're trying to basically think that other than like a flower that is not of this world, we're basically trying to find people who match a specific bill. Mm -hmm. And we get all of the Mondstadt people together. They write letters, put it in a mailbox that Sucrose makes. And then we kind of look at everybody's answers and we pick whoever we fit. We think fit the bill for the prophecy. And then we kind of talk to Venti a little bit. He gives us a little hint. And then we kind of go to that area. And when we go to that area, we find this tea table that's set up, nice purple umbrella, um, and it's got a lantern on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we sit down to the table, each side of the lantern lights up, and then when it lights up, it starts talking. Mm-hmm. And when it starts talking, it's Alice. That's right. Yep. Um, big, big reveal. Yeah. Um, Albedo calls her Aunt Alice, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure Aunt, Aunt Alice. Alice. Yeah, um, which really cool. And I think he calls her Aunt Alice because Gold is his mom. Yeah. And his brother is Dead Dragon, right? Yep. Yeah. Dead Dragon. Dead Dragon. That's right. <laughs> that's, forget that's forget the official name. name for him. Yes. <laughs> Dur- Durin or something like that. Durin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't believe I remember that. Jeez. Um. <laughs> uh. And then Alice basically talk. Oh, I forgot about Scarlet. Do we talk about Scarlet? She's not much to her, really. Yeah, not much. She's just like an NPC. She is the student of. Jay? Oh boy. Jay and I yeah. think Jay is uh Jay is who's Jay? Hold on, I have it right here. Jay is oh here we go. Jay is Ivanovna. I Ivanovna N. That is their name. Oh god. And they go by Jay for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> because that's too difficult. That's why. You know what? Jay. <laughs> True. We'll I don't do. know why I'm complaining. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, so she and she kind of like tails us the whole time. Yeah, uh, basically. Um, and so the Jay and Alice are two of the witches of the Hexen Zircle. This feels like a lore dive now. All of a yeah, sudden. pretty much. Um, and Alice tells us a little bit more about the witches that uh, compromise the Hexen Zircle, uh, which is their group. There's six people. Sorry, and... I'm, not, I'm not sure if you said. Comprise or compromise, but uh, comprise. I meant yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure because otherwise people could think that they're they're screwing up the circle. <laughs> no, they're not screwing up the circle. They're good. Everything's good. The circle is whole. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll touch on each individual mage, right? Yeah. So we have uh, Ivanovna and Jay, mm-hmm. who is. Now not alive. Correct. Because, or... No, well... Wait. 
No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jay was the one that got married. Yes. Right? And then that, yeah, and that was also Scarlet's master. Oh, right. And and I don't, wait, maybe she didn't, oh, yeah, she's she's deceased. Yep, she's yes, deceased, but she, she, died. she quit the coven to mm-hmm. pursue her married life. Correct. And then her husband, who loved her so dearly, got very sick, very ill, old, um, and she ended his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even said she snuffed it out. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Way the way, yeah, whenever we got that little cutscene within the cutscene, which was cool, mm-hmm. by the way. I love it whenever they do that animation style for stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she seemed like, I was like, oh, like this, this girl's kind of mean. But then she was like, I did it to end his suffering, you know? But she was like, it was the way she described it sound like very like... I don't know, like, I didn't care for him as I snuffed him, his life out. Like, I was like, okay. And she was saying it all very nonchalantly, too. So, I don't know. Right. I don't know if and she's now, evil or not, basically. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think she just, you know, if her husband loved her so much and he was sick and very ill, then it's just know, the way let him she, suffer or do it yourself. It's oh. just the way she approached it and the verbiage she used was just... <laughs> very um i don't know opposite of that feeling yeah, I, 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 I get think. it um so jay is scarlet's master and the prophecy was scarlet's it was mm-hmm. intended for her it was written by all of um the other members so the the prophecy was for for jay mhm it was just in the hands of Scarlet. Right. So um, we also have Nicole, who is from the prophecy, the guide who will never be lost. That was one of the four riddles of the prophecy. Um, don't really know a whole lot about Nicole, except that she can telepathically converse with anyone who's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, this would also include people who are lost in time or in dreams, like the Samsara Festival. Mm-hmm. And when we were lost and we had no idea what we were doing when we were looking for Scaramouche mm-hmm. after he deleted himself in the, um, what is it called? The ley lines? The yeah. The tree? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Ermansoul. Ermansoul. Thank you. Jeez, man. Uh, being a guy, Nicole appears to have access to knowledge that does not belong in Tavat. Um, or perhaps... She's not from Tavat, making her a potential descender. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're thinking? Um, yeah. And that can be kind of inferred from Alice's words, that she will guide people towards the truth. And we know that we're a descender, right? Right. We're the fourth. So potentially Nicole Were we the is, fourth or the third? No, we're the fourth. Uh, we're the fourth. I'm pretty yeah. sure we're the fourth. I think we're the fourth. Um, so we don't know, but... Again, that's a little bit about Nicole. Uh, she is alive, by the way. She's not dead. We have, we mentioned Gold or mm-hmm. Rhine Daughter. Rhine Daughter, also known as Gold, is an alchemist from the fallen nation of Conria. She is a master of alchemy, most specifically art of chemia, the type of alchemy practiced in Conria. She is also Albedo's teacher. Uh, Gold is known for her middling with creation of life itself, which we already know. I kind of already talked about this. Mm -hmm. Proven Albedo's existence and the fall of Durin. Um, She also is assumed to have played a huge role in the fall of Conria 500 years ago. 
Very interesting. Yeah. You think that our mom could be gold? I had tossed it around, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm I'm thinking not. But it certainly is like one of my potential possibilities, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so we're do we we are obviously we're thinking the son cuz in the cinematic she talks about that she had a son. Right. That's Albedo. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. imagining so, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> uh the status on run Ryan daughter or gold, whichever you want to call. Uh we don't know if she's alive, if she's deceased, we have no idea. So that's unknown. And then we also have Andrew's daughter um who is the author of the book series The Boar Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all we really know about her other than the fact that Anders' daughter is deceased. So know that for a fact. Yeah, she's immortal, like, too. She was, she died. There was, right? Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah, you said, I thought you said immortal, and I'm like, wait. No, no, a, sorry, amortal. A yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we also get a one teensy, if you're not paying attention, it goes by very quick, um, but Barbaloth. Barbaloth is Mona's master, um, very much to Mona's digression, calls her the old hag. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes by B and appears to be a hydromancer and astrologist. That's why Mona's always trying to supersede her and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, and then we get a lot of interaction with Alice, and she talks about the Hexen Circle, talks about, you know, that they were used to have lots of feuds, and they even picked a fight with Barbados, mm-hmm. the Animo Archon, and you know our, you know Venti, you know Barbados. He said, "Let's not fight. Let's just drink and have a wonderful time," and so that's what they did. That's what they, that's why there's the table there. Um, because they would always have tea on the edges of cliffs and forests in the skies, mm-hmm. which is where we did. We had it literally on a floating platform. So, yeah, another thing that I wanted to mention, which is very small, it has no magnitude as to what we learned here about all these different mages in the Hexen Circle, but they, they showed some floating structures, right? S- floating stone structures. We went on top of one. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we've ever seen that in Mondstadt, and now I'm starting to think like, oh, okay, it makes kind of more sense now because we had the anime preview where it looked like Mondstadt, but they had floating structures, and I remember thinking, oh, yeah. well, we don't have those in Mondstadt, and now we do. Yeah, that's true. Good, so, good point. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> last but not least, we have Alice, who is the elder of the Hexen Zirkle, the author of the Tavat Travel Guide, and his mother to Klee. She's a renowned adventurer, astrologist, alchemist, among many other things. Um, she's also considered to have a longer longevity than most, perhaps because she's from a non-human race, evident from Klee's ears. So we're probably thinking that she's the same race as Klee. Maybe Nahida too, because Nahida kind of has the same ears. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they haven't really explained the ears too much. So, yeah. Yep. Possible. Um. It's also a, another perspective is that she constantly is talking about humanity, like in a third person perspective. Yeah, that's true. So that might also be a hint that she's from another race, is what yeah, people are she saying. She separates so. herself. Yeah. Yep. Um, but other than that, like a lot of lore for sure. 
Yeah, there. I mean, that's why I like this one. I think that there was just so much to dig in there. Um, I know you weren't as hyped about it, but yeah, we didn't for- really learn very much new things other than their names and. Well, we learned their names, that they were friends, what they kind of specialize in. We got the reveal that one of them is actually someone that we've spoken to before. That's 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 the right. Like Nicole being the person Mm -hmm. that we have heard from because she's been speaking to us in our minds. Mm -hmm. That is cool. That is something I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I think it's everything else is just kind of like. Well, I mean, I think how how they're all connected um, and just getting to actually interact with Alice was amazing. You also got to hear of some plans from Alice, like who she's going to be contacting. Cause she said, you know, I'm going to talk to you later. Like I'm going to make, you know, some time to, to like come and see you. Like, I mean like, so I feel like there is a lot there. That's, that's pretty interesting. And considering how this game usually drops, Little drip, little drip, little drip. I feel like this was like five drips in a row. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. So yeah, I feel like it was. I think like it was definitely a, a good bit. It wasn't to the level of like whenever we got the the little cinematic um, going over the. Um, oh my god! Why am I forgetting the name? Hexen oh Circle. God. No. Uh, I'll have to come back to it later because I'm forgetting the okay. name. Um, but anyways, yeah, really good. There's there's one little nitpick that I I will say. Let's hear it. Um, you know how they mention like that they even got into a fight with uh, the Animo Archon, right? Mm-hmm. Barbados, and I'm just like, why is everyone like they? This is not the first time we've heard of him as like like this whoa like these people almost got into a big fight with him and these people seem like larger than life and you know like as if it would be a challenge for them to take down venti i just have not seen anything impressive come from venti like ever yeah huh remember he helped defeat the dragon in the manga but it wasn't that much like i don't i don't remember him doing it and it was a while ago granted so maybe i'm forgetting but i remember it was us that mostly did the work there no, 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 no. In the manga, it was he, the traveler wasn't even oh, there when that. he defeated the dragon. I still don't remember him doing anything remarkable. He was in his archon form. That dragon must have been hella strong if he was in archon form, like in his archon outfit. I don't his, know. His, man. Uh, his I'll leggings. have to go back and, and reread that section, but I don't remember being like super impressed by it. I mean, oh we no, took, I remember we, you were we not took down impressed. The dragon. We took down dragon. I mean, I guess. I just don't understand. Like, like Alice seems like do not mess with Alice. You know what I mean? Like, she will destroy you. She knows everything. She's done everything. She, you know, can master everything. With with, uh, Venti, I'm like, man, I could probably take this guy. Like, no problem. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I just like there's a difference because like with. Zhongli, right? Like I know I'm like I'm I'm never screwing with that guy. That guy could beat me <laughs> to death. <laughs> Drop a meatball on you. Yes, exactly. With Venti though or like or even even, you know, Raiden, like I know she 
she beat me up real good. So I let her beat me up. <laughs> uh, Nahida, like she can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Venti, though, like not impressed. I just I need some big flex moment from Venti that I get to see in the game of me going like, "Whoa, that was impressive." You know what? He's powerful. He just doesn't care to flex. You know what I mean? I think that's that's the thing. I think I think it's a front. I think he is really really strong mm-hmm. and can do some crazy things but mm-hmm. i think he just doesn't he does want he doesn't want that like conflict so he just exactly like, but we gotta see it like we we gotta we gotta see it at some point not you're gonna have to like not him doing anything crazy like not him actually like you know murdering someone but like him putting on some kind of intimidation factor like i have to see it to know that this guy is for listen. real I'll I'll tell you the exact formula for getting to see that out of Venti. Okay, mm-hmm. you ready? Yeah. Okay. You need to like give Diona all of the gnosises mm-hmm. so that she can actually eliminate alcohol from the world so that Venti can't drink. There we go. And I give Venti set like literally like two days without alcohol, and then he's just gonna obliterate the world. <laughs> that could that could be it. <laughs> That's the secret recipe. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I I am like that's the only thing I want to see. Like I said, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing. But whenever they were like, you know, they almost even got into a fight with the Animarchon. Ooh, I was like, these people could take him under the table. One of them's literally screwing with time as we speak. Like. I'm just like, this is not a big deal. So, anyways. Wait, I don't think so. I don't think they could really take the Animo Archon. I don't. I think, I think, I have been given no reason as to why they could not. I mean, honestly, Alice, I think is, like, I don't think there's anything she can't do. It seems um, like she she knows literally everything. And she seems very much, like, almost all-powerful. So... I don't know what I mean obviously there's some limitation to her power but I don't know with with Venti I have not seen anything super impressive now what's frustrating is because obviously like he went through the Archon War and everything right mm-hmm. and so like I know he like I mean he has to be powerful I just want to flex that's all basically it all comes down to I just want to flex to validate some of the things that they do he showed up late too, by the way. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he is the reason why Rosalind became the Crimson Witch of Flames. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly I don't know. Right. I, I think at the end of the day, when we get our really big cinematic of every all the characters that we've ever met just coming together to just mess up uh, Celestia, I think mm-hmm. that's when we're gonna see it. I really hope so because I just I just want it whenever it does happen. I want to walk away going, now I understand. You know, Alice was right to be worried about you know a violent interaction potentially with Venti. Hmm. Uh I mean, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. By the way, isn't this just popped in my brain? As one of the descenders, isn't Aloy technically one of the descenders? Didn't they literally call her one of the descenders? 
I hope not. Because <laughs> that's like, I know, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, because that's like not great. <laughs> it doesn't have the prestige I thought it did with, with a one constellation character. Um, to, it says, to... while Aloy is technically from another world and her collected miscellany calls her the first outlander, Alice has seen in centuries. As a collaboration character, she has not been integrated into the Genshin Impact storyline as such. Oh, whether or not she w- would be classified as a descender will likely not be addressed. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Hello. I doubt it. People Say hello would riot. to the third descender. Listen, <laughs> if they made Aloy a descender, I legitimately would probably give up on Genshin. <laughs> I will be completely honest, and you may be like, no, you won't. I will. Like, I will. <laughs> I will end this podcast, and <laughs> the last episode of this podcast would literally be me just ranting about how they completely destroyed the story if they made Aloy a descender just please do not what if they actually give her lore to integrate her into the story no because it it because I like if I didn't know Mm -hmm. if I didn't know that Horizon Zero Dawn existed then maybe Mm -hmm. but I just know that she's not that I don't even like that she's in the game. You know really? what I mean? Like I I'm love f- that she's in the game. No. I love I crossovers. So I mean I like crossovers, sure. Like Bring Naruto in. I don't know why they brought Aloy in over Naruto and bring him in. They're not bringing him in. Give me Sasuke. They're not bringing him in either. Sa- Sasuke all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I just I they no. I know it's not going to happen. We'll see. <laughs> don't you don't you talk like I might will this into existence somehow. You're not that good. <laughs> um okay. Are you ready for question of the week? We're skipping wish of the week again, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We're going to be skipping that for a while, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, once she's out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um this one is from Angel in our question of the week channel in our Discord. If you could play only with one element for the rest of the game, what element would you choose? I think that would probably mean which element has my the most amount of my favorite characters. Oh, I see how you're going to... You know what yeah. I mean? Depends on how mm-hmm. you'd want to work it. <sighs> yeah. Um... That's that's tough, honestly, but I I do know the answer though. Mine's actually pretty easy. Okay, what is it? Take a guess. It's not pyro. No. And it's not. It's got to be geo. Yep. Yeah. Geo all the way. Yep. Has to be. Yeah. I mean, there isn't sense for you. Yeah, it's it's got Ningguang, Ido, Zhongli, Albedo. Goru, even like I, I enjoy him as well. Yunjin, I also like. I liked her too. So I mean, not I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, awesome. But yeah, pretty good overall. I think I would just go Animo. Really? Mostly because yeah, because I like a lot of the Animo characters. Kazuha, Kazuha, Shao, Wanderer, Jean. You know, crowd control, stagger, Faruzin, obviously number one yeah. pick. I mean, yeah, because I kind of need her for Wander. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, honestly, that that would probably be it. Yeah, 
I mean, you can like swirl a lot of the. Your crew would be so boring compared to my crew, dude. I mean, at least, at least I can react with stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're you're right there. (laughs) You can't argue that. (laughs) Yeah, I think like that's the only thing. And if like I couldn't choose Animo, it would be Geo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because. I feel like shields are necessary. It's really easy to make a really fun team with Geo. Like you could have Ido Goro, Zhongli Albedo, or literally mm-hmm. slot any other Geo character in there. Like you can make a, a lot of fun comps. Mm-hmm. I think just like for for gameplay wise, getting around, world exploration, swirling all the different elements other than, you know, Geo and. Uh, but you know what? You're not going to be able to react with anything because you only have Animo. Oh no, that's not true. Like, put that. I'll swirl those enemies right into the water, oh, right into fire. Okay. Or I'll s- All right. Yeah. Yep. I use that the environment to my advantage. Yeah. Fair. All right. That's the end of our show. Uh, I would like to thank our patrons. We have Muffy, Bustin, Nanko, Flame, DJ, Aegis, Soupy, Neku, Ran, and Penguin. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Greatly appreciated. Um, thank you for keeping the lights on. Um, and other than that, Pharaoh, where can our listeners find you? Yep. So you can, uh, check me out right here on our discord, or you can go to uh, Chronicles of Runeterra. It's a podcast you can find literally anywhere you, you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, it's all about the, uh, hit show Arcane on Netflix. Uh, it's a League of Legends property. So yeah, you can check that out. Sweet. Uh, next week, we will most likely cover the Archon Quest. I don't think we can put it off much longer without forgetting a lot of useful information. So yeah. uh, just watch out for that. Uh, but other than that, uh, hopefully we get some news or drip marketing or something. Oh, we, we're not going to get drip marketing. Who am I kidding? We just got Baiju and Kava. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Shenhe's right around the corner. Wish for the week will continue, at least for me, when Shenhe drops because I'm going to be pulling for her. Hopefully I get her on stream and I don't have to wait for Wish of the Week to actually get her. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I already have the mindset of spending a little bit of money if I need there to because, go. yeah. So <laughs> We'll see. Anyway, other than that, this has been another episode of The Resonance and we'll talk to you guys next week.